Welcome to another episode of the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Anne Samoylov, and I've got a question for you today. Does your business feel good? Do you enjoy most days what doing what you do? And if you're launching or if you have launched, how's that launch making you feel? Be honest. Okay, I'll go first. Sometimes the answer is no, not at all. Not good at all. And the question that comes to my mind is, but does that mean I'm doing something wrong or that I'm in the wrong business or that I should just hang up my hat and be done with it? Not necessarily. So today I'm going to share some truths about some of the darker side and the darker things that you can experience while running a business, growing it online and what you need to be prepared for, especially if you're planning on launching something. Um, My hope is that by hearing what your day-to-day life might be like sometimes, I'm not saying this is across the board, what everyone's going to experience, but hopefully just looking into some of the things I'm going to talk about because I've had a lot of experience and and a pretty unique experience set where I've been able to work on launches big and small and smaller ones, people who are very well known and who people, people who are just starting out. So I just want to let you know and to share with you that these not so great moments happen for everybody. And I think that if there's one takeaway that you, that you leave this conversation, you leave this episode with, with is just to understand that it's, that it can happen to everyone. Everyone has a not so great moment and the, what sets people apart, the people who succeed and the people who give up are your, is your ability really to turn that around, is to revise, is to problem solve. So. Let's talk about those of you who are just starting a business, perhaps on the side. You're in a job, maybe you're itching to get out of, maybe you full on hate your job. Maybe, maybe you like your job and your friends at work, but you're still ready to jump because you know there's more. Whatever the case is, what's going to make it easier to handle that day job is you knowing your number or other criteria and circumstances that are going to tell you that you're ready. Because if you don't have that, I'll know I'm ready when set up that list, whether it's um, a number of clients that you've got on the side, a number, an amount of money you're making, whatever the case is, you need some things, some clues to tell you, oh, I'm almost there. I'm getting there. Um, if you set that list of I know I'm ready to leave when, then you may continue, then you, if you actually, if you don't set that list, then you may continue struggling to build your business and work forever. (laughs) Well, not forever, but for an extended period of time that feels never ending. And that really can drag down your energy. Um, So decide what has to be in place before you leave your job. How many side clients? Are you going to do a launch that makes a certain amount of money. What's got to be done, set up, or coming in money-wise to make your decision inevitable? And the thing that I always go, even though I do believe that having your own business, it's a labor of love, it's also 
you creating your own livelihood, meaning you're able to support yourself. So especially when you're leaving a job, what's going to tell you it's time is when you're making enough money to support that side passion or that passion to make it full time. And for me, it was quite simple. I had a moment when I realized I was stopping my own growth by remaining at a day job. So I gave myself a time deadline and a specific practical uh, set of income goals to get myself off the ground and out of my job. And I think that's what helped me move forward was that deadline. There was an end, end in sight and I had a specific dollar amount. Until I did that, I mean, I was working for a couple of years launching, fearless launching, kind of keep going through the motions, doing my day job, but really not giving my best either, if you think about it. And I always think that way. It's, you know, are you going to give your all to one thing and really make it the best? Or are you going to, I don't know, are you just going to kind of simply get by and survive both? And that is crazy to be honest. That's crazy making. The same, I I know when, it, and the same thing is the same, I'll know when I launch something, when it's a success or failure for myself. So that's why I always push you to really hone in on some serious practical goals. Because otherwise, how will you know it's a success or failure. Now, the side comment on that is, is that we, sometimes when you set goals, you think that when you reach a certain dollar amount, you're going to be happy or you reach a certain subscribers on your list, you're going to be happy. And that's just not the case. However, I do like those markers that tell me where I am in my own progress. And I think that you should always kind of up the ante for yourself. That way you can enjoy the process of getting there even more. And for me, not to quote, well, I'm quoting her, not to quote Miley Cyrus, but for me, it is about the climb. It's not about the destination. It's about the climb. <laughs> I can't believe I just used the Miley Cyrus <laughs> thing in here. Okay. Reference in this episode. That's funny. Um, uh, true story. I am a huge fan of the wrecking ball song. <laughs> okay. Back to business. See, I like to have fun. I'm kind of a goof. What can you say? And I'm drooling now. Okay. So I, I make, am I ready about the goals rather than the mindset or the fear? And that way I can get super practical. So think about the place you want to get to and what has to happen in order to get to that destination or, or really your starting point. Um, you may discover that you're okay building slowly, but that, but that now you have a specific metric you reach to say, okay, time to go solo. Though you can choose to make your current side hustle an ongoing side hustle. You don't have to give up the day job because there is something really, uh, when I think back, actually, I think to all the things I always had a side hustle or something going on on the side. Um, when I was working full time in animation, I was able to record my album, pay for the studio time, pay for the musicians, pay for all that stuff. That kept me fulfilled in one area of my life. I did the same thing when I was learning to teach Pilates. You see how I all had these 
side passions that I was pursuing, but I never really pushed them to the next level um, because that that wasn't my goal at the time. It was just, this is what I want to do now. And so I will say that for many years, I have been working with that main job. I had been working with that main job to, to support me and to support my passions. And even working with Laura, which if you listen to that episode two, I believe, of the podcast, um, I think I stayed there so long and it was easy to stay there so long because I was, oh, I was in a constant state of learning and growing. But once my business got to the point where I was making the same in six months that I made the whole year with Laura, I realized that I, I was just being a fool not to like push it further. I had to make a decision. I was either going to go all in on on LKR or all in on Ansem Oilov and I had to choose myself. So, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to, it doesn't mean you're not choosing yourself. For me, that's what my choice was. And then I had to make those practical goals. Um, okay. So that said, now let's get to the meat of what it can really feel like if you're running your business. This is what you do day in and day out. And this is important for you, whether you've got that day job or not, but mostly for those of you who are doing just this, just what you're doing now. Um, certain things come up <clears throat> along the way, like productivity issues come up. You All of a sudden you find out what it's like when you don't have someone setting the deadlines for you and you do. You realize when you're more productive and maybe at first you could be floundering and not really getting anything done. Uh, True story, this the entire 2014 felt like a complete struggle all the time to get anything done, like literally everything from writing, writing posts, everything I had to do in my business felt like a struggle. And I felt like a resistance to it and I couldn't put my finger on it. And I did have someone bossing me around, basically helping me set those deadlines and telling me when things are coming. Funny thing, um, she recently left, uh, left to pursue some other things. And now I'm, my productivity levels back up and I realize it's because I'm not managing anybody anymore. Even though she was my boss, I was still managing her to manage me. Um, so now I'm in pure creation mode and I am so much more productive, enjoying what I'm creating. I Today, just as you're listening to this, I now I'm setting, spending Tuesdays recording batches of, of episodes, doing interviews, making Tuesdays my studio time for the podcast. And it's been working really well. So you know, I don't know, maybe it was just the change that I needed, but dude, the work was getting crazy this year. And I just, it's almost like I just couldn't keep up with it. Um, also another thing, speaking of having team members, hiring people issues come up. You find out what kind of a boss you are. You find out when you're not that great of a boss and when you're not really good at choosing people for the right reasons, and when you're great at choosing, you might actually discover, oh my gosh, I'm a, I'm a born hiring. I should have been in HR my whole life, you know? So that, that is something that will come up. And I even remember my first um, virtual assistant 
And I come from a background of being okay delegating work, assigning people stuff, following through on those people and stuff. But I should have known then that that wasn't my world, (laughs) shouldn't have been my world because I hired her and I swear for a month I was struggling to get work to her. I didn't know what to give her. I didn't want to manage another person. I wanted someone to manage me. And I don't want someone to tell me they're going to like nag me and stuff because nagging doesn't work for me. I just totally shut down. But I didn't know that until I hired her. And uh, I could only keep her for a month because I just couldn't see. I couldn't see just keeping her for nothing (laughs) for me struggling. to. That was my new job, finding my VA work. Instead of creating more content, figuring out what what my audience wanted, bigger things, planning for maybe, I don't know, speaking that I wanted to do down the line. So, so hiring people, that definitely comes up. Hiring, managing, understanding like what your genius zone is. And uh, one other thing that comes up with all of this is you suddenly realize – that you're constantly questioning everything. Should I keep doing this? Is this worth doing this? And actually, I think that's a good habit to get into is to always be curious, to always be asking, is this working? Even just a simple, is this working? Meaning for me, for the customers, for the audience, for the for the community, is this working? Um, that's something that I I've been doing more and more now as I analyze what I'm doing, how I'm spending my day, who I'm working with, who I'm spending my time with. And uh, I think that only happens over time. Uh, Next thing that can happen is boredom. Boredom is one of those weird things where it's kind of a mix of you're not really sure what to do next. You kind of want to goof off and you're like, hey, I guess I can goof off. Um, Or thinking that you have to change everything when you really don't, um, which leads to the next thing, which is wanting to start new things without any real reason other than you think you should start new things. We don't need to constantly be reinventing ourselves and saying, oh, got something new coming next. Um, We don't need to do that. There's no reason for it. So boredom is just, you know, we're constantly in a state of growth and change. And when things are going okay, we think we've got to add something to the mix, but we really don't. Um, Laura Roder said something really helpful to me about a year ago. And she said, I said, I think I should, I don't know if I should, you know, grow fearless launching or do something else. And, you know, she just started talking to me. I know I keep saying, you know, by the way, just FYI. <laughs> All of a sudden, I became super hyper-focused on you know, and then, of course, I said it more. Anyways, I was starting to think I needed to change something about the launch. That's what it was. And she just said, well, if everything's going well, pretty much then all you want are just more sales. So you just need to get more traffic. So focus on more traffic and lead generation into that list and you'll get more people. And if I hadn't spoken to her, I may have just I may have just changed everything about the launch, but I basically ended up trying to keep the launch exactly as it was. And it worked great. So, thank you, Laura. Um also 
something that can happen, especially if you get bored, you're having hiring issues, you're not getting anything done, you're wondering what the heck, this would be so much easier. You're trying to figure something out in your business like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Like You start daydreaming or also asking the question, should I go back to a day job? Because that would be so much easier. And I do this a lot. I won't lie to you. Sometimes, some weeks I'm just like, gosh, you know, maybe I should just go find a gig somewhere in an office and maybe I should just go work at Google because that would be cool. Or yeah, let's, I want to go work at Google Ventures and I will seriously go as far as looking on LinkedIn jobs and start looking around and seeing what's there. And I'm, then I start getting kind of sick to my stomach and thinking, I can't do that. Not in this scenario. I'm not saying I will never do that. I may. If there's an amazing opportunity where I get to learn, I'm on it. But daydreaming about going back to a day job is something that happens off and on for me throughout the year, depending on when it is. It's usually after a tough launch or two launches on top of each other. Um, now, the next three things are something that can happen, especially if you find yourself... Um, well, we tend to keep our try to keep ourselves busy. So we do the busy work of blogging and social media, you know, tweeting and sending Facebook messages and learning the latest tool, lead pages, whatever. And that's all great. Um, but it doesn't the second we <laughs> eventually that's gonna burn us out. And when we start getting burned out, this is what happens. We start second guessing our abilities as Entrepreneurs, we think, what do we have to offer? Am I really that good? Or do I have anything to give people? And it's it's a horrible feeling because it's like you're searching around the internet for proof, first of all, not even just that that's, well, that that's true. That's the really messed up part is you start looking for proof, meaning, you know, potentially other people who are doing something similar or a comment somewhere to say that, yep, that's it. See, I knew it. See, no one's getting anything out of this. But usually what has happened with me is I get into that mode and I, I can get myself out of it pretty quickly. And then something will happen. Something where I just was myself, just approached it with complete honesty and just, okay, I'm going to give this information to this person. And it's the feedback from these people uh, who are just people that may be a client, they may be sauce a blog post I wrote, and all it takes is one email to remind me what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, and that I'm not so bad. And I'm not I'm not trying to um I'm not trying to be something I'm not. And when I can help someone or inspire someone or change someone's trajectory in some way, then I know that I'm on the right path. And I mentioned how grateful I am for the people in Fearless Launching in uh, an, a recent episode, which I'll link down below. But it's true. It's those people that give me the proof to keep going. Um, in addition to the second guessing, <sighs> The one I'm really embarrassed about is the competition and envy. Oh my gosh, it's horrible. You don't need to go there, people. And I go there. And I I usually try to hide people's emails that I kind of want to dig out every now and then, but I hide them and unroll me. 
And I don't stay on their list out of guilt. I stay on their list so that whenever I'm kind of, I don't know, sulking or something that I can go in there and see what they're doing. But really, I, I try to stay away from competition and the feeling of competition. And I'll be talking about that in an upcoming episode because I truly feel like there is room for everybody. And this is how I taught Pilates. I would teach Pilates and I would meet someone and if they were awesome and I would fight to keep them, but if they were not meant to work with me and I could tell there was a personality difference or something, just an undefinable, um, eh, I don't think I should work with this person, I would find another Pilates instructor for them to work with. And I feel the same way really and rationally about competition, but not so much in the irrational state, which can happen. When, you, when I get burned out, because I get burned out, I burn myself out like a maniac. And so then I start feeling competitive, envious, and all those horrible things that swirl around you. Um, and what that can even lead to, which is even more, uh, it's more detrimental to like your whole life is losing the joy. Um, recently went to the startup Seattle uh, workshop with this woman who worked in marketing at Starbucks for a long time. And now she runs a company here in Seattle. Cupcake Royale is what she, she, um, she owns now and some, and another business she's starting. But she talked about the reason why she went from, I mean, she went from, I think a normal corporate job or something to losing that gig, I believe. And she got a job as a barista way back in the day at Starbucks. And I think her family thought she was crazy, but it was because she had joy in what she was doing. She just loved being there. She loved the the culture of the company and the joy continued as she was as she was made a manager and I then she went into the marketing and she was a VP of marketing while they were during their biggest expansion point. And so she had it was the business of joy, a culture of joy. And I think that as entrepreneurs, especially in the very isolating online space, if we lose our joy and there's no one around us to kind of lift us up again, oh my gosh, that's crazy. That is not a great place to be. And so I I find that right now, this is why December for for the Fearless Launching Show is all about bringing that joy back into it. It's about having fun. It's about mentioning your weird non sequiturs, like things you're watching on TV and the cat running around you and your kids screaming. It's about the joy that you are able to run your business in the midst of this craziness, which is funny if you think about it. Um, Hillary Rubin, actually, I always remember she told me something that Tony Robbins, I don't even know what book or whatever, but I think it was a relationship related book. And she said that, you know, find the humor in it. So if someone's annoying you and let's just place, replace someone with your business. If your business is, is kind of annoying you kind of laugh at those things like, oh, you're funny and that you're second guessing yourself again and try to laugh at that as this is just part of the journey. This is part of the ride is like, 
oh my goodness, really? You're going to second guess yourself again? Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, that person's really your competitor. You better watch out and kind of be sarcastic and funny about it rather than sink into it. And that's how I keep the joy for it. That's how I keep the joy for it. And I, and when, as I mentioned, when, uh, I lost the main person who's with me all the time, uh, when I lost her, I was kind of like blindsided, but I was okay with it. I was, you know, I, I love her to death and I, I'm still friends with her and we're, we still chat and stuff. And I knew that it was the right thing when she talked to me. Um, I was a little bit scared, but then afterwards I took days off. I kind of just hung out when I wanted to. I played hooky. I was eating ice cream in the middle of the day and I was having a grand old time. Let me just tell you that. And I had spent the year not going to the gym, not doing not really taking care of myself. And all of a sudden, not having someone to manage allowed me to take care of myself. And so I was laughing. I was giggling one day because I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't have to write that blog post if I don't want to. Sorry. You know, I I was able to get a little bit sassy and goofy about it. And that's who I am. And that allowed me to just jump right back in, just like this, just like recording the podcast episodes do. So don't lose the joy. Poke fun at yourself if you have to, to loosen yourself up, to like look at whatever problems you think are there and, and you will, you know, you'll get to the other side without going crazy. Um, so, you know, these are all like the bad things and a, a few little tricks that I use to turn them around. But I do want to also share some of the amazing things that you get when you run your business and some of the ups um, and these are pretty cool. These are pretty awesome moments that you really got to hold on to like clarity when you're working with your so when you're working with your dream clients. So let's say you're working with a client and it's amazing. And you like, this is exactly the person I want to work with forever. Or by the same token, your clarity might be, you know what? This is not really my bag anymore. I cannot do this. But that's awesome because now I know. Um, so another thing you you will discover and you will get, it will happen, that doors open and doors close at the exact right moment for you. So if a door's, door is wide open and you close another one, it's just things flow. Things flow right when they're supposed to. Uh, sometimes you get unexpected support when you least expect it and from the oddest of places, um, even competitors. And I will give you an example of this because I adore, this is something that I deal with a lot because, well, sure, everybody has their moments where you're feeling that like the competition and envy. But when you bring it down to the human level, you don't feel that so much anymore. So I've done things that are so, so silly and I've been cranky about so many weird things. But for instance, so people like me to get on the bandwagon for putting people in their place, like my supposed competitors. And I just don't see things that way. So I have a hard time joining in the kind of the poking and poking the stick at someone. 
So let's say someone else, I mean, there's a lot of people who teach things about launching and I think that's great. It's only market validation that people want to know how to launch. So someone, let's say like Natalie Lucier, who I'm like, holy mother, look at everything she's doing. How, why is she doing a launch program too? And I'm like, why not? Right? Why not? So I could look at her and be always down in the mouth like, "Mm, Natalie, 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 Natalie. But she and I offer two totally different types of experiences. She and I are two totally different people. And guess what? I've known her since she was just the raw foods witch, just as she was switching over. And we were both in that place together. And I, and when I get a like even on Instagram from Natalie and I like her stuff or we have like a little comment back and forth with each other, it's almost like us saying, yeah, we, we came from the same place, peeps. We came from the same place, not exactly, but like we are both humans here. And I know Natalie from then. I was in like a coaching program with her ages ago and I, and I adore her. So I think it's, it's in those moments that I, that I remember the rule about competition. And, and when, when I get support from those types of places, places where I'm like, why would I get support from her? Or why would this person send me an email telling me how much they liked what I do? Or wow, why would that person enroll in this in fearless launching when I don't think they need any of my help? But when I see that, I think, wow, wow, that means that that's cool. That is cool. And that actually makes me really happy when I see so-called people that shouldn't need me, need me. And I love it. I love it. Um, and I can say that about a bunch of different people. And it's funny how even just one like on Instagram between me and other people will bring that up. You know, that is support. It's like saying, I support you. I see you. I hear you. We're together. We are both humans here. I'm not going to get all woo woo. I swear. Okay. So back to what you also get on the upside. You get success when you stick to your plan and, or you go back to the basics, which is one of those things that I always get proven and reproven over and over again. What'd you do last time? Do it again. Okay. Maybe you were, maybe it was too confusing last time. Let's get it basic. Okay. We're done. We're good. Go done. So keep it basic and stick to your plan. Those are two things that if I'm in a tailspin about something and I do get there, that will get you back. Um, also you get proven wrong. You bring value. People do show up. I think that is a tweetable. Remember that you will be proven wrong because you do bring value to the world and people will show up. When that happens, you're like, okay, I guess I was wrong. I guess I do have something to share. <laughs> so don't, don't think that you don't, uh, because you can get that proven wrong. Those moments are awesome. Um, and also another moment or moments that kind of happen is when you figure it out and you realize you don't have to do more or be more than you are, than who you are right now. You don't have to prove anything. You've got nothing left to prove. You've got nothing left to prove is actually something that occurred to me when I was working with Erica Learmark like about a year ago. And 
that's what it was. I, I'm constantly feeling like I have something to prove. And whenever I get that way, I have to say right back to myself, no, and you have nothing left to prove. So, um, anyways, so, you know, that's, that's my mantra to myself. That's the, the demon that I kind of fight on a regular basis that I have something to prove or I have, I haven't given enough, something like that. So just be aware that those ups and downs are coming and the best way to handle those ups and downs is to know that they're coming, to acknowledge them and to not get caught up in them either way, whether they're, whether they're great, the, the ups or the downs, you just say, cool. You can just say, cool. Okay. This hiring issue came up. Now I can do this. Always think of what's the next step rather than getting stuck in what's happening. So speaking of this roller coaster, <laughs> oh my goodness. So I, I couldn't not talk a little bit about what happens on launches because launches are almost like a microcosm, a hyper microcosm of things you might experience during your business. So it actually magnifies things that might be going wrong in your business or that are going really well. Um, it's like all of your demons come to light because of the nature of a launch. Wow. I said demons twice. That's three times. Wow. Okay. Um, anyways, launches test your confidence, your mindset, your belief in what you're doing, your patience, your problem solving skills, your fear. Whew. Okay. And instead of dwelling here again, I think the main thing to take into a launch is again, knowing that you'll experience a ton of different emotions, but also that you'll try to hold on tight, control every last detail or thing that's happening. And that's the secret. You can't. Letting it go. Let it go. Um, you know, make index cards, post-its, reminders on your iPhone to pop up during your everyday activities that say, are you holding on too tight? Or what are you scared of? Let it go. The right people will come to you at the right time. You have nothing to prove. <laughs> so a launch will bring up these questions, these potential, you know, all those ups and downs that I talked about before, they can come to, they can like break through the surface and that's what's going to happen. So it's better to just at least acknowledge that they're there, let it go, understand that you can't take it personally. That's the main reason to let it go is that you are not your launch. You are not your business. So if someone chooses not to do business with you, it's not because you're a bad person or people hate you or you're whatever. Same thing with your launch. It, it's, it could be as simple as someone didn't even know it, it was happening. Someone didn't know they could e they even needed what you had until like it was too late. So you can't let go. You can't hold too tight to things that don't go your way. You, you just have to understand that they are what they are. Take them very at very surface, like at the, just look at them on the surface and say, what happened? What didn't happen? And 
try to separate yourself as much as you can from the launch, from your business, so that you don't get hurt. Imagine looking at another person's business, but it's actually your own, and saying, okay, what went wrong here? What went right? We're really good talking about other people's launches, other people's businesses, and what they're doing and what we like about them. But what, what about our own business and launches? So... Do what you can to at least remind yourself to let it go. Let go and let it just happen. So are you holding on too tight? Do you have unreal expectations? Let the expectations go. Let the let the fears go. And, and if you've done all your work to really find out what your peeps want, your people want, then the right ones will come to you at the right time. So I hope this, I hope this was somewhat helpful. I just know that I'm a super cerebral thinker, whatever freak all the time. And I think that it's important to let you know that if you are too, then it's okay. We, you all, we all go through this thing where we're looking at our business, we're diving in and thinking, what what else can I do? Am I doing enough? Do I have the right people? Are my prices high enough? Are they low? too low? What should I do? Do I have the right tools? And none of it matters. Let, let all that stuff go and just come at it as a human and think, what do these people need? Who do I love? Who do I love talking to and serving and hanging out with? And try to try to be a little more basic about it instead of getting getting tied into the mind screwiness that we can we can put ourselves through to be totally honest. <sighs> All right. Well, have a wonderful week and I hope your business isn't feeling bad or un that you've lost your joy for your business because if that happens you can get it back and I want to I want to encourage you to let me know if you've lost your business joy if you've fallen out of love with your business let me know because it doesn't mean you have to give it up it doesn't mean you have to quit go back to your day job never talk about whatever you were talking about again it just means you have to let it go a little bit like I said about a million times and it might just mean you have to do a little bit of shifting of how you're looking at things. And I'm happy to be here of, you know, just support for you because I know it's not always a smooth sailing ride. All right, everyone, have a great rest of your day. If you are not subscribed to the podcast yet, I hope you will go over to iTunes and samoylove.com forward slash iTunes and subscribe rate, review. And if you're listening to this on the blog, just go down below in the comments and let me know if you've ever, ever experienced the time when you weren't so crazy about your business or you've had, you've experienced this roller coaster and how you got out of it. I want to hear from you and I hope that you share that with me. Have a great rest of your week and we'll chat soon.